Welcome to Nerd Talk, the podcast that talks about everything nerdy. I'm your host, Jordan Halstead, and each week, me and my friends will be discussing some of our favorite topics. We're talking superheroes, Star Wars, Pokemon, Harry Potter, and that's just to name a few. You don't want to miss out on this because this is Nerd Talk. Hey guys, and welcome to Nerd Talk. This is your host, Jordan Halsa. Today, I'm really excited about this. I've got Scott and Jeremy. Jeremy, this is your first time joining me for an episode. I'm really excited to have you guys. Thank you so much for joining me. Excited so, to be here. Awesome. Yep, thank you so much, Jordan. Absolutely. So one of the things that we've been talking about is when we bring a new guest in, we want to ask, you know, what got you into the world of nerd culture? What was, what was something that, like, you started with helped you get into this whole nerd world uh so jeremy what was it that that started your story i just kind of ended up here no 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 um, <laughs> when i grew up i remember the the first nerdy thing i got into was video games video games and then mm. superheroes uh very quickly thereafter i was i think i was four years old i was with my uncle he was visiting a friend and he broke out his brand new playstation one with crash bandicoot Ooh. i don't know if you guys played crash bandicoot yep. oh yeah. yeah that is where it is at so uh four-year-old jeremy's sitting there with his controller trying his best to make it through the first beach level and i never did on that day <laughs> uh but i loved it i think i got a ps2 for christmas a year later or whatever and uh i just I clicked with it. I loved it. And uh, what actually happened is my friend group kind of started developing around people that were also quite nerdy. So it just, I don't know if it was osmosis or if it was the way I was built or whatever, but started going through your Spyros, your Ratchet and Clanks. I, I remember, you know, Spider-Man on the PS1. And Ooh, yeah. That was a heck of a game for me as a kid. Uh, imagine my surprise when Spider-Man 2 came out for the PS2 later yeah. on, and uh, mm, the world was never yeah. the same. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. But, but no, I've always been a, uh, a gamer. I've loved comics. Uh, I don't really collect comics because uh, it's a bit too expensive, so um, <laughs> trying to keep up with everything. But I Spider-Man especially has always been my man. So to see him so well represented in comics – in games and movies these days, it makes uh, it makes a nerd very happy. Absolutely, so, <laughs> that's so, kind of where I did. So, so with Spider Man, uh, I'm gonna quick tangent on this. What are your thoughts <laughs> on uh, the new Miles Morales costume where he's got Captain America shield and he's dressed up in more of a Bucky, Captain America kind of Spider Man suit? What are your thoughts on that? Let me look at it right now. Okay, to give yeah. you the best thoughts <laughs> possible. What but... about you, Scott? Well, because you sent it to uh, me, right? Yeah, I sent it to you. Uh, it's I think it's interesting. I think it's 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 pretty cool looking. I mean, I feel like, but I, I think that's the thing. I feel like just within this year, there's always been various changes to Captain America. Absolutely, um, yeah. There's been a lot. They're doing like the Captain Core or something like that right now. Yeah. So I mean, with Miles Morales, and I know there's oh, the character who's kind of the LBGT Captain America, and then you also have. In movies, you know, you have Sam Wilson, which that's been in the comics for years. But, you know, recently in this year, people have seen Sam Wilson become the new Captain America. So you've kind of seen a diversity of 
Captain America shifting and changing people bearing that shield um, already in 2020. We're not even, we're only halfway through the year already. Yeah. yeah. I, I had not seen this costume, but I freaking love it. Yeah. I, I, I love this costume. I was talking with Scott about it, and I think, you know, one, one of my biggest problems when it comes to comics is just leave a character alone. Um, when Green Lantern was rebooted <clears throat> back with uh, the New 52 and they brought in Alan Scott as a gay character, you know, I don't have a problem with, with the homosexual community and, and representation. I have a problem when you rewrite a character to fit an agenda. And so when you start mashing characters, like, if this is just art, that's cool. But if you're going to truly, like, like say, uh, Steve, you're done, like, no, 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 no. Don't, don't say, Steve, you're gone. Like, do this more like as a what if. Um, like where you're mashing mm-hmm. characters together, I'm totally okay with that. So, and 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 let me say, like I uh, first off, I am the straightest of cis white males you'll ever meet. <laughs> that being said, uh, I have a, I have a lot of friends in the LGBTQ community. I talk to them, and they would actually completely agree with you because they don't want to be shoehorned in. Just oh, take Captain America and make him gay. You know, today we did it. Like if they want something to be there, they want it to be a character that actually represents them. And is, you know, included not as a, well, check, we got one, you know. Yeah. Or just like, well, people know this hero, so let's just tweak this about him. Like, lo- looking at the Miles Morales right now, like, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but he's Puerto Rican descent. Correct? Yeah, he's, he's half black and half Puerto Rican. So yes, I think his I dad so. is African American. So, again, like, this uh, this costume accurately represents the character. And, yes, it's Absolutely. a Spider-Man. But there's always been a wide room of Spider-Man within that universe and that Absolutely. multiverse especially. So yep. I, I, I don't see that as token appropriation or whatever it's called. I'm sure I screwed that up, but I I, 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 I like this. <laughs> I think that it's it's done great as art, and I've heard that it's not going to necessarily fill into a storyline or anything like that, but just as kind of mm-hmm. like a variant uh, cover. And I'm like, that's mm-hmm. totally fine. I just don't want them to stop doing like some of these iconic characters. Like Steve Rogers is my Captain America. Like that's my favorite yeah. of all the incarnations of Captain America. I love uh, Bucky and and uh, Sam as as Cap, but S- Steve just has like this upright, holy, uh, very man after God's own heart kind of that David story, and I, I love that. Um, yeah. So. So leading in with we love Spider-Man and clearly Spider-Man games. Let's talk about the <laughs> Spider-Man PlayStation 4 game because uh, that's that's the more focus of what we're going today. So what was your thoughts of the game as a whole? Uh, and we'll go ahead and start with Jeremy. Uh, I, I, I I loved it. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. I, I played through uh, the original Spider-Man PS4 and I have played through Miles Morales as well. I think both of them are incredibly well done. They take the Spider-Man mythos and use it incredibly well. The game itself is, uh, well, I guess, uh, pun intended, fluid. The, the the web swinging, the combat, like, it captures Spider-Man so well. So well. And, like, I had memories of playing Spider-Man 2 on the PS2, and there's not been a game that captured that excitement for me until this one yeah uh and i played uh, insomniac's games for years like i've been a huge fan of the company for a long time so mm-hmm. when i heard they were the ones that were taking it on and especially when i saw like i don't know if you remember the trailer where it's like the mission in the game where he's swinging through chasing like a rogue construction crane or whatever mm-hmm. it's like that gameplay trailer 
Like when I saw that, I was sold. But it set a huge bar for this game to live up to. Absolutely. And I'd say I'd say it kills it. it. It absolutely killed. I was gonna say I think it destroyed that bar that it set. Like we yes. we all walked in and we were like, this is gonna be a great game, and then we walked away and we were like, mind blown. Yeah. So what what were your your initial thoughts of the game and what your overall thoughts, Scott? Well, I mean, I it's it's interesting because I remember playing the original Spider Man game on the Atari twenty six hundred where literally all you did was climb up a wall and you shoot these little like white things like that 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 and then you can <laughs> I always got to the top of the Empire State Building. I guess that's what it was supposed to be and would die all the time because I didn't know what the heck I was supposed to be doing up there. Um so going from nineteen eighty two when that game was released uh now <laughs> I mean I liked it. I mean I same same with um you know I played through the original playthrough and then i played through the miles morales storyline and yeah like again like you know to piggyback you know i saw that trailer and the crane thing and like you know you're shooting the webs real quick trying to stop the crane i'm like okay this is gonna be this is gonna be cool and and you know even with insomniac games because they were the ones who i believe did the infamous series yes which was kind of a superhero you choose good or bad and i mean i played through all the had owned all the infamous games and I've loved that series, so it was like, okay, you know, with them doing Spider-Man, I knew that they were going to be in good hands. Yeah, actually, I don't, I, I want to say that Sucker Punch, actually, but oh, you're still, right, it is Sucker Punch. You are correct. I, I can, punch. I can plate the two all the time, but, but, but to be fair, Insomniac. <laughs> I mean, they did the first three Spyros. They do Ratchet and Clank. Uh, they technically did Resistance, but I wasn't really big into that. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, as as someone yeah. who's not a huge gamer, who didn't grow up playing a massive amount of games, I mean, I remember playing, like, the movie-based games. Like, I had all the Harry Potter games uh, that, that coincided with the movies. I had, like, the Incredibles game. Like, I played some Spyro. I played uh, uh, some uh, Crash Bandicoot, things like that when I'd go to friend's house, things like that. But someone who didn't play a massive amount of video games other than when you got past like Pokemon and Minecraft, like those were kind of where I really sat. I, I remember coming in. Well, I, I played a lot of Star Wars Battlefront 2 uh, on the PlayStation oh, that, 2. Yep, that's where it's Callback. at. That was my jam. And and I remember buying uh, my PlayStation 4 back in college. So so Jeremy and I, we went, we went to college together at Ohio Christian University. And Woo-woo. I was in the Moats dorm. And I remember going to the midnight release to pick up my PlayStation 4 with the Battlefront edition. So that way I could pick up and I was like, oh, I'm so into this. That game flopped so hard. But when Spider-Man came out, the Spider-Man PlayStation 4 game, I I was like, you know, this looks really, really good. And one of my favorite things about this game is how much detail to the overall universe is in there. I mean, you're going through New York City. You can get uh, one of my... One of the hardest things that uh, I love the most is is trying to find Uncle Ben's marker because you can actually go and find Uncle Ben's uh, tomb marker and while while Aunt May's alive in this game. And so you go in there and I did one of the selfies and he does a peace sign with uh, with Uncle Ben's marker. And I was like, oh, this is going on my Facebook. <laughs> so. Oh, no. <laughs> so I was like, I, I got that uh, running into the Sanctum Sanctorum. Uh, walking in and seeing, I mean, so many different amazing opportunities where you're seeing things like uh, Nelson and Murdoch, attorneys at law. You went and you found all these different 
different places. And instead of like the bull uh, in New York, the Iron Bull, you had uh, it was uh, what's the dog's name from uh, the Inhumans? Oh shoot! I what is it? Oh. But anyways, you you had the giant. Yeah, yeah. You had you had the dog from in there, um, and it was just a lot of fun. We we really focused on trying to build past everything and trying to get what we could. And I just I sat back and I was like, whoa! Like there's so much in here, and not to mention like going on to like face off with Kingpin and and some of the the villains and and his network like on on those those uh, oh yeah those, to those tops. I was like, this is amazing! Yeah. I love yeah, this. Not to mention the DLC and throwing more stuff in. Oh my gosh, yeah. <clears throat> the one thing I wish they would have done, and I understand why they didn't, but the one thing I really wish they would have done was really include a gateway into the Avengers games. Because mm -hmm. I remember when I first came onto the uh, the Avengers Tower, he's like, oh, they're in California doing an, uh, doing something with the West Coast Avengers. And he yeah. like he like says something, but if you, if you miss it, you miss it. Um, yeah. But I was like, man, that just the way that they were starting to build, I was like, could you imagine a video game universe the same way that they've built their Marvel Cinematic Universe? So, like, you get a couple of Spider-Man games every other year, uh, maybe, like, a Hawkeye Avengers set, and then, like, the Avengers game was, was what, we're about to get into that, but, uh, <laughs> you know, there's, there's a lot of really cool things that were a part of it, and I was like, I would love to see, uh, because at one point there was talks that Disney was potentially going to buy Sony. And I was like, if Disney buys Sony, then they're going to get all the Spider-Man stuff, and then they'll get PlayStation. And then if they get PlayStation, they can do exclusive Disney and Marvel Comics stuff all on their PlayStation. So that way it's not like, oh, you can play Avengers stuff on Xbox. or anything. It would be on PlayStation. I was like, that would be really cool to see all these different games. So what was what was one of your favorite villains to show up in that game? And we'll go ahead and say Scott first. Oh, jeez. Um, and, and you can say by design, by the character, the voice actor, like however you want to go about it. Like who was one of your favorite villains that showed up in that game? Oh, jeez. Now you're making now, – now the pressure is on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I liked – you know, I think – I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to have to say Rhino because not only did you have to fight him in – Marvel Spider-Man, but then you also had to fight him in Miles Morales, and just that opening scene of Miles Morales where you and Peter Parker are both trying to take him down, it was just like, I think I was just like, my my heart rate boosted really high trying to <laughs> get him down and figure out, like, okay, look at all this destruction that's happened, and you're just trying to get everything. It's like, oh man, this is insane, but I would, I would have to say that would be probably, um, would probably be the boss that I've really enjoyed in the game and uh i have to ask god have you had a chance to play miles morales yet yes mm -hmm. yep i i love that rhino gets some more time in the sun in that game too <laughs> oh yeah absolutely uh, for for me i guess and, and obviously spoiler alert here but uh doc ock would be the one for me and obviously it's kind of like the big third act villain that, you know, sets the end game in motion, but just the personality they gave to him and the way it really represented the relationship between Peter and uh, Doc Ock, I, uh, you know, like you, you see Otto Octavius at the beginning of the game in the internship. And if you know anything about Spider-Man, you're like, oh, 
well, there's a uh, 90% chance this is going to be our villain, but <laughs> they played it so well that when the betrayal finally did come, it was just a gut punch. Yeah. But, and, and one thing, big spoiler here for the game, uh, at the very end, when Peter realizes that he knew Peter was Spider-Man the whole time and still did everything, just the pain in his voice of the, you knew, and Otto trying to explain it away, like, it was so well written. Yeah. It was so well written. <laughs> You know, they, they really focused on, uh, is it Negative Man? Is that his, his moniker? Uh, yeah, Mr. Negative. Mr. Negative. They, they really focused on all of their stuff saying, oh, it's going to be Mr. Negative, Mr. Negative this, Mr. Negative that. And, like, they did really well with, like, incorporating him as more of a, a mid to big size boss. Mm-hmm. But, like you said, when Doc Ock just comes in, like, I honestly, at, at one point, I was in the game, and I'm like, oh, so maybe they're going to set Doc Ock as a, the sequel villain. And then out of mm-hmm. nowhere, you get the Sinister Six. And I'm like, oh, right. it just got real. But it, yeah. And it fits, too. It fits. <laughs> it did. It, it, it fits very, very well all the way around. I think for me personally, I loved Electro. I'm a big Electro mm-hmm. fan all the way around. But just the way they handled his character and the design, because it's really hard to handle Electro and make him look realistic and not... You know, Jamie Foxx in the in the Amazing Spider-Man 2 as Electro, they did more of the, I think he was based off the Ultimate comics where he had like the living electricity inside him kind of mm-hmm. thing. And I was like, you know, yeah. that's that that's a, a cool take. But to see more like utility worker gear and it kind of got modified into like that green that he's got and he had just enough yellow. It looked kind of kind of resemblance to like early Arrow where it was more like that grease paint kind of feel. Um, I mean, like it, it, you knew it was it was still part of the costume, but it it kind of gave more of that kind of feel, like that dirt, darker, grittier kind of feel. And I just I loved that. Yeah, and and I think even like with this game, like even going back to you know the idea of Mister Negatives, like you know you're you're made to believe Mister Negative is a big boss. You know, for me, it's like okay, well, I don't know much about Mister Negative. Yeah. You know, even watching the movies, it's like okay, you know, I only know about Vulture and Rhino and you know all these other people so it's like okay who's this so i think even then it's like okay i want to know more about this villain because it's someone that's unfamiliar and i think even if you even if they did and they let it be like okay this is the final boss and they went that direction i think there might be some fans who could have been like okay you know all right you know we we highlighted a new character that we don't really see in all the any of the spider-man games that have come up to this at the same time i think there have been disappointed like oh how come we're not fighting how come the big fight isn't against a vulture or a or green goblin or green goblin like just to not even have him really represented i mean you you saw norman uh osborne Mm -hmm. but you didn't see him suit up in like this big like fantastic show of the green goblin i was like oh i really hope they do a sequel to this game because this storyline i would i would buy like 10 years worth of video games just to to see what story (laughs) they're gonna do and, um, and they're obviously pouring heavily into the upcoming Norman and Harry and all that stuff. Uh, because I don't know if you remember, like the, the post credit scene from the original mm-hmm. Spider-Man is, you know, Harry's basically in like a tank and there's like a symbiote type sub- substance there that Dr. Connors is working on that Norman Osborn, Mayor Osborn's been having him work on the whole time. 
And w w without without spoilers or anything like that, because I don't think you've played it, uh, they don't forget that exists in Miles Morales as well. Really? Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 So so for it's, those of you guys, it's not who... like a big force of that game, but. It's not forgotten. <laughs> so for those of you guys who don't know, uh, our listeners out there, I have not yet played the Miles Morales. Um, it was not on my my to-do list, but after talking with both of these guys in our, our uh, pre-show, just talking and, and things like that, um, they pretty much turned me on to trying that game out. So once we, we, once we land where we're going next, because uh, we're on our way to <clears throat> Chartel Church of God out in Oklahoma City, uh, and so once we land there and I get my, my feet wet and settled and things like that, I'm going to go ahead and, and probably start that one because I'm like, it sounds really good in that good continuation of the story. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, and, and genuinely, like, it, it really is like Spider-Man 1.5 because I feel like they're, they're obviously going to make Spider-Man 2 or whatever they're going to call it. They're, it's obviously yeah. Spider-Man 2 and, PS5. And <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And and now that Ratchet and Clank ripped apart is out, they're probably yeah. turning all focus onto that. Uh, mm -hmm. If somebody goes from Spider-Man PS4 or Spider-Man Remastered on the PS5 and jumps straight into the next game without playing Miles Morales, I feel like they're going to miss some really important stuff. Yeah, <laughs> okay. absolutely. Yeah, I. It, it, would it be kind of like if you sat down and watched all the Avenger movies and skipped out on Civil War, like you're missing a good chunk between Age of Ultron to uh, Infinity War? Is it something like that, that kind of big? Uh, almost. I wouldn't say quite that big. Okay. But the, it's Miles Morales is going to be a huge character in the next. Like, I, w I will be shocked if you don't switch between Peter and Miles in the next game. But oh, the story cool. that he sets up, because the, the whole story, Miles Morales, is Peter basically dips in the first 20 minutes. Uh, believe it or not, he actually is a reporter and sometimes gets sent off to do reporter things. So Miles kind of has the key to the kingdom and has his breakout adventure. That's but the cool. stuff that happens there is definitely going to influence the future games. Awesome. <laughs> and plus, I mean, even with the Miles Morales thing, just the costumes, like you get the um... – the uh, into the spider-verse costume and it totally oh, slows down the frame rate of the game and it looks really cool like mm -hmm. i'm playing that i'm like ooh, this is cool and so are you talking about like where he's got more like the spray paint and the hoodie no like, kind of more of his like that and if you've seen like the, the movie, final it's like the final oh, okay. thing. like but then even just the animation the moving kind of mimics kind of mimics that of the movie and it's like oh yeah this is this is really cool like i'm enjoying this <laughs> that's awesome mm -hmm. yes. yeah i just i know that the spider-man series spider-man is such a influential character in the marvel series and in like everything marvel i mean when you prior to to iron man and, and the avengers initiative and and all the marvel cinematic universe you would say hey who's who are the, like the big superheroes that you would know of and people would be like Oh, S Superman, Batman, Spider-Man, they might know the Hulk, Thor, Cap, they might know mm -hmm. Iron Man. But really it came down to those were the big three that everybody really knew was Superman, Batman, and then Spider-Man. And mm -hmm. so just to know that like they're still really holding true to those characters and, and really doing some amazing things, no pun intended, because uh, amazing Spider-Man. Uh, but, <laughs> but I just... Spectacular even. Oh, yeah. Maybe some fantastic <laughs> in there. So, but, uh, I just, I, I, look at some of that and I'm like, you know, this is so cool just to know that we're getting different iterations and we're seeing like 
the the video games are doing a different thing than the movies, which are doing a different thing than the animated movies or the animated yeah. TV shows. Mm-hmm. And and Spider Man is such a well diverse character. I mean, how many times is like I feel like every time they end a TV series, they've rebooted him for a new series. And they go with completely different takes. And, like, we've seen some really cool takes. My favorite Spider-Man series are the 90s Spider-Man and then the most recent one, the the 2017 Spider-Man, which they did a really weird take with some of the characters. Like, when they go to Kraven, which I wish Kraven would have been in this game. And I'm like, I really hope that he shows up for, like, the next iteration of this, uh, the Sinister Six. Because I just, I love him and Mysterio. I'm like, those two should have been in a, a movie together. Uh, but... I, I like because uh, in the 2017 animated, they did like where he kind of does his own like safari hunting show. So it's kind of not a Steve Irwin like, hey, here's all the animals like we're going to show you about them. Correct. He's like, come on the hunt with me. And so I'm like, I kind of like how they did that. They made him a little too weird. But I, I think that if they could handle that kind of mentality for a video game appearance, he would be super scary. And I'm like, I would love to see like where your spider sense just goes off and you have to like jump out of the way of flying bullets at you. Like just something like that. Or like maybe you get skimmed or something like that because your your reaction time wasn't good enough or something like that. I'm like, this would be really, really cool. So if you could add any Spider-Man character, villain, side hero, uh, support character, who would you like to see in a future Spider-Man game? And either one of you can start. <sighs> I, uh, well, for me, like, I can't think about it because, like, I mean, I, I don't know if or when we're going to get Green Goblin. Obviously, I'd love to see Goblin done really well, especially if we're talking the way Insomniac's done it. Uh, it looks like we're going to get Venom of some sort. Like, some sort, there's, a, we know that symbiote type things exist in this universe so obviously i think we're gonna go there i would genuinely love to see lizard though i i think it would be a blast to see lizard and and, uh kurt connors does exist and is working on said symbiote type project yeah uh don't know if that will necessarily lead to lizard but i think having uh because we've seen Lizard in a few previous Spider-Man games, usually tied into like what, like the movie in the Amazing Case, or but to to really have that type of an emotional connection to flesh out the character of uh, Doctor Connors, I think it would serve really well to see him in the Insomniac Spider-Man universe. Yeah, <sighs> I think for me. <laughs> I think for me it'd have to be Sandman. Ooh, <laughs> that was my other one. Well, yeah. Because I mean, I mean, the only reason why, because when I was probably a teenager, I got hooked on the science fiction book club, and I remember getting a couple of like novels. Like I got Batman Nightfall, and that's when Ooh. Bane broke. You know, so I'm reading that. I'm like, oh, this is cool. But then I got a couple Spider-Man ones, and the main villains were Lizard and Sandman, and I felt like. Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 3, which I still have not seen from start to finish. I keep falling asleep. <laughs> like, but I felt like, you know, and I love, I love, um, oh, I can't think of the actor's name now. He played Sam Raimi, but I love him. I love them in Sideways. I love all the acting he does, but I just felt like Sam was just kind of a boring character in that movie. And I just felt like, you know, it'd be cool to see, especially in a video game, how 
cool he could be or what some cool stuff he could they could probably mm-hmm. do with him and and do with his story uh, thomas hayden church that thomas was hayden church that's right i almost called him hayden church i'm like well no that's not his first name i don't remember yeah, <laughs> yeah. thomas i i think i think you're right i think sandman would be a really cool thing and because of all the construction sites that they've got in the game you could totally see him show up kind of as like a, a mid-level boss and then help him build into the bigger story with rhino and them you know, yeah. I, okay, refresh my memory if I'm wrong here. Was Vulture in that? Was, was yes. Vulture in this one? Yeah. I would have loved to yes. see a little bit more Vulture. He didn't stand out to me as much. I mean, I felt like there was more Electro mm-hmm. than Vulture. Like at least yeah. just because of the 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 or like the the points where like it really popped. Like I remember a lot of Electro. But I also think that if I was going to throw in any character. I think either Craven, because I'm a huge Craven fan. I think Craven would be awesome mm-hmm. in there. Um, but I, and maybe I'm wrong here again. It's been a while since I played this one. Was Mysterio in there? Mysterio was not. Okay. No. That's what I thought. I was like, I don't remember him being in there, but I, I've also watched a lot of Far From Home. So I was like, I love Far yes. From Home. <laughs> so I was like, I can't remember. There are certain pieces where it, like, it kind of looks like it could have fit in the movie. Uh, so I think Mysterio and Craven as a team up would have been amazing. You just see like different like jungle scenarios and whatnot, and like you have to to run through jungles and then uh, Craven shooting at you. Like that would have been really cool. So, mm. but th- those are some of those characters. So we're gonna go ahead and move forward into the next video game that we're talking about tonight, and it's Marvel's The Avengers. And there's a lot of critics that go both ways with it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, even even in this group right here, there's going to be yes. very different opinions. Um, yeah. So so with that, uh, kind of tell me your take, and then who your favorite character to play as is. So we'll start we'll start with Scott. Oh geez. Uh, so <laughs> I. So what were the, what was the questions I was supposed to answer again? I know favorite character. Or... <laughs> so like, what what is your your take on this video game, and then like, who's your favorite okay. character to play? Well, I think I think that. You know, I'm I'm thinking back to the when it was presented. They were saying that it was going to be a multiplayer game, but it also was going to have a good single player storyline, which a lot of that follows around Ms. Marvel or or Kamala. And it's like, okay, you know, and I and I really loved like, ooh, it's actually being voice acted by someone of who's Palestinian. So it's like, okay, you know, cool, you know, so that's cool. And then you play the game, and you're like, okay, you know, you get to play as Kamala, but then you can play as some of the other characters, and they each have their own strengths and weaknesses. But then it started to just get boring. It, I mean, it really did. It just started to get boring, and then you get back into it, and then it's like and there really wasn't much of an incentive. And, and, and basically, for me, the game is what it is. It's just basically a multiplayer, like, gauntlet, button masher, let's fight and do stuff. I and I can't really be and I think that's kind of what I think sold it so short is because if you're going to say it's a multiplayer like a Fortnite or even like a Fall Guys where it's really you play Fall Guys and you you just get costumes and all and emotes and all this stuff it's like okay you know nothing special where with Fortnite sometimes you get like a special costume or like I know when they had their Thanos promotion you could get the gauntlet and you can actually run around and do some cool stuff with it if you happen to get it but I felt like that the game just, I mean, I love it. And especially now that they've introduced uh, Kate Bishop and, and Clint Barton. And then now they're having like more of like event things. Like they already had the red room and now they have the, uh, 
what time cube now they have that so they they're, mm-hmm. eat, they're so they're slowly adding to the story which makes it interesting to come in and now they're giving away free stuff if you log in every actually today if you log in every thursday you can get some free stuff and <laughs> i've really enjoyed in the game and i think they've made a lot of improvements that make it a lot more enjoyable um but i mean even when playing it there's a lot of things like well i don't understand what i'm doing or how do you do this and then finally you know, I was starting to get the hang of it, so it took a while to really get used to it. So, I mean, it's it's grown on me, and I've actually do get on there and I do play a bit. Uh, my as far as my favorite character, I'm gonna have to say, <laughs> I'm gonna have to say it's Kate Bishop, and probably because I have her maxed out and I already have champion points with her. And the only reason why is because I just like her spunkiness. I like I like the variety of her costumes. I mean that, and that's the thing. It's like usually a lot of the times with everyone's costumes, they're very similar. Similar, but I mean, I like that with Clint Barton. Like you can get a costume to be Old Man Barton, and it completely changes it. Where you know, in Kate Bishop, like you know, before I had her in her black and white bullseye thing. I'm like, okay, and now since I leveled up her character card all the way full, it's like now I have like with the arrows in her head and stuff. I'm like, okay, you know, this is different. Um, but I mean, I like the voice actress who does it. I mean, the spunkiness, the attitude. It's almost like it's almost like I have a Spider Man, even though I don't have a Spider Man, because yeah. it has that kind of that smart teenage angst character to it. Um, and plus, I especially now, like especially when you're playing through, because before when the game first started, like if there was a wall that you had to break down to get a chest, you could not break it down unless you had a brute character. Like if you're playing as the Hulk, and now all I have to do is go highlight it hit the ping button and then my whoever my brute is can go and smash it or if i don't have like if i'm not playing as tony stark i can't open up the computer and type something in to open up doors and now i can do that because i can just have one of my you know my non-playable characters that's in my party do it for me so so that was good and i think it, i mean again it grown on it, it grew on me but at the beginning i was just like man this game's boring <laughs> what about you jeremy See, I think my and, and and I will say this is the game that I never completely finished because I I picked it up and like the the first third of the game I I I really enjoyed it especially the focus they put in on Kate Bishop which was not a character I was uh, not wait not Kate Bishop sorry I Kate Bishop I'm still thinking of Scott uh but what should we call it uh Miss Marvel uh uh Miss Marvel Kamala. yeah Kamala yeah. Kamala that was the word I was going for uh. But I really appreciated the focus they put on her, seeing the family dynamics at the beginning, and seeing mm-hmm. her literally grow into being a hero. Walking around the A-Day at the beginning just as someone who was just a normal fan was huge. The going through the escape, finding Hulk and some of the other heroes, I had a lot of fun with that. Uh, it's when the game started to splinter out into the more multiplayer aspects or like going into the missions that were, at least at that time, repetitive. I had a hard time staying and clicking with it. I appreciate the DLC characters they've been bringing in. And I really appreciate the love and thought they put into the different costumes and to making each hero feel really unique and like their own character. I do feel like uh, they did a good job with that. Uh, but I just kind of got burnt out and lost on it. And I'm a, I'm a Marvel fan. I love Marvel. So... I think I would go back now and give it a second try. And I think they've had enough time to fix the bugginess that kind of played the game at the launch and all of that. So if I went back, gave Avengers a second chance now, I think I would come at it a bit more positively than my initial reaction. 
Mm-hmm. But but I do have to say that putting the focus on a character that the average person, even the average moviegoer who's familiar with the cinematic universe, wouldn't necessarily know and pumping them into the spotlight, uh, that was a really good way to introduce us into this new, slightly different world that they've built. And I have to give full credit for that. I just mm-hmm. wish that the gameplay and especially the end game content, because I really, the more I looked into the end game, the kind of uh, meh it was, at least then. <laughs> so uh, if, if, if they've really gone the distance and started building that back up, I think that it would be a much better game than most people initially saw an ass when it launched <laughs> yeah so who was your favorite character to play as uh i to, to be honest i really do, did love playing as miss marvel uh i also uh qu- honestly i i enjoyed iron man like uh because iron man hasn't gotten a ton of love in video game form he's uh, he had his couple movie games which for 2008 were great, you know, but it was whatever. I heard that Iron Man VR was supposed to be pretty good, but I never had the chance to try that out myself. But, you know, outside of, you know, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, Iron Man tie-in games, you don't really have a chance to experience or play with that character much anywhere. Like, oh boy, Lego superheroes, you know, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh and, and when and when you find him, I love that, you know, he's been off the grid a little while, and he's literally kind of piecing his suit together from pieces that are around his home. So, like, you know, it's not just like, all right, suit up, and you're ultra-powered. Like, it introduces it to you bit by bit, and then when he gets his full suit, it just felt really rewarding to yeah. be able to work with the full extent of what Iron Man had. I agree so with you that, that's probably why that's probably why Iron Man was my guy. Gotcha. You know, one of the things that I I think plagued this game uh, was it tried to do a pay to play because you were were paying for all the extra equipment, all the skins, things like that. You had the problem that was uh, the multiplayer. It didn't it didn't work well, like and it's Mm -hmm. still still struggling. But then you you also have the old old school story games. And, And when you go back to the old PlayStation 2. And, and the Xbox and whatnot, you have these amazing games that they just went with a story. And you didn't have mm-hmm. to worry about the online. The online was kind of like like when you look at Battlefront 2. Like you can do all these amazing campaigns and you can go and like take over the universe and fight as the Republic versus the CIS and, or the CIS and, and, and going through or, or you can change your age uh, between the, the Galactic Republic and uh, the Empire. And like you, you can do all these different things. But it was more... For you at home and then when we gained internet access it became more focused on internet play and it wasn't so much on the story base and i think they handled the yep. story very well for the initial story but i got lost in it because then it, mm-hmm. like you said it started to splinter out and here's my biggest issue you used a character that was not someone we knew and was not relatable as the villain you used modok mm-hmm. and modok like yeah, it was kind of cool to see Modok become who he was, but I would have rather seen us go against Hydra. And I like how they went with AIM, but we're not used to AIM in the movies. And you've got, like, you're trying to bring in, because you, 
one of the things that like with Pokemon, when you look at Pokemon Go, you're trying to bring in a whole new group. So you, you try something new and then people fall in love and that's with, with Pokemon Go. So then you're, you're reaching out to them and you're saying, okay, well, we've now got Let's Go, Eevee, and Pikachu, which is going to kind of bridge the gap between the main series games and Pokemon Go. And I yep. just feel like this there was this disconnect with that villain. And, you know, I, I know who MODOK is. I like I love him. I think he's a really cool villain. And I'm super excited for the uh, the Disney villainous or, or Marvel villainous. They're putting him in the next expansion pack uh, that comes out next. Yeah, next month. Uh, and so, like, really excited about this. And we're, we're looking at it. And I just I don't feel like they handled MODOK well enough to be the villain. Yeah. He's usually like a side villain enough. Like, yeah, like yeah. like if you go and say, hey, Red Skull's going to be our villain. And then you got Modok who kind of goes to him and says, hey, like, I'm going to take over when you're gone kind of situation or like in your absence, I'll take over. So I like mm -hmm. I don't think like for him to rise to power was like it, it was too quick for me. Yeah. Um, and like, and, go ahead. Go ahead, Scott. I, oh, I no. uh, Well, I mean, I was I mean, I would agree with you because I, I felt like playing the game when it was Modok. I was just like, oh, <laughs> you know, it, it, there wasn't a build to it. But yeah. I mean, but one of the things I think because I mean I end up playing through kind of the the time cube or whatever the event thing that they're doing now I played through that and even like with is it Monica who's like kind of in charge of aim in this game series yeah. I can't think yeah, so, yeah. But like even that like for me it's like okay that's that's more interesting like for me I feel like if they would have just left it as Monica which I know is kind of a letdown but I feel like as far as pacing and story wise that would have been a little bit better villain if they left it as that and kind of see how she's kind of doing that instead of just like, oh, hey, we need to throw mm -hmm. in like kind of a – since we kind of have this hero that we don't really – that not a lot of people know about, we're going to throw in a villain that not many average people don't know about. So here's Modoc, and it's like, eh. Yeah. And, and here's what else I'll say. I, I feel like if Marvel's Avengers was focused as a single-player game, and they'd given it more room to breathe and develop Modoc and things like that. I feel like it could have gone much differently. Had they focused and, on like, the story with with did, one yeah, person exactly. and, and like, not tried to like splinter into all these instead, things. We have Modoc, we have human normal scientist version of him at the beginning of the game. A day goes sideways, and we time jump forward and suddenly he's basically Modoc. You know, there's a little more progression that comes, but it, it's just there and you don't really know what happened. You're just like, oh, okay. Uh and I, I would say, normally in this case, I would say something to the extent of, but they had to shoehorn in the multiplayer. But no, that's kind of a main core component of the way they built this game. And so that's where I completely agree with you. If they'd used Red Skull, if they'd used Hydra or something that at least people have a bit more understanding of, yeah, it might be cheap to use something from a different universe to fill in the gaps, but at least it would have bridged it a bit better. I think. I think what they should have and, done was follow the Spider-Man games. Because remember, you, you would go and you'd fight Mr. Negative uh, and all of his mm -hmm. goons, and then you would fight Kingpin's goons, and there were the, yep. the, the, the normal thugs. Had you said, all right, here's AIM, here's the Ten Rings, hey, here's Hydra, and just like said, go to New York, and and, and had you worked together. Or and, and, and or just, New York. Yeah. Had had you gone to New York or even San Fran, uh, San Francisco because that's where it was at, right? Was San Francisco? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Even if you would have gone in and been like either L.A. or San Francisco and like put a few like big cities in, and then you're just running through and having to stop the crime and and stop certain things. You're you've got this this worldwide map and 
it just doesn't feel like there's enough meat and it's more mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like you it's kind of like a bag of chips there's more air than mm-hmm. there are chips when you open it and it's like this is this is sad and and i i think that they're starting to fix these things but they mm-hmm. what the problem is when you deliver something that you you said hey we're going to do this but you didn't deliver fully and now you're taking yeah. years to expand and, and all that the, and the i'm players like players are mostly gone yeah, yeah by well, by that and, point and, but, even even at that even at that time you can still I mean even like watching E3 press conference and seeing the Wakanda stuff and mm-hmm. it's like okay we get Black Panther but it's not Black Panther doing the same stages you played through all up into this point like you know now you're going to go to Wakanda and now there's new stages and there's new things that are opening up which I'm like okay and they kind of have a timeline a new timeline of stuff that they're going to do and do some more of these events that's going to progress the story, which I think is great. At the same time, I can remember when No Man's Sky was launched yeah. and they had this big promise and it, was a, it wasn't it was anything. And now it's kind of considered yeah. a game that people really love and it continues mm-hmm. to keep getting added and people are like getting lost in this world. It's almost like not only did they deliver on their promises after, way after launch, but now yeah. they're kind of adding more to kind of say, hey, sorry, we screwed up our launch <laughs> yeah and there, there there are two games there are two games i would say that launched terribly and had an incredible comeback one of them is no man's sky and the other one ironically enough was square enix was final fantasy 14 which was an online oh. multiplayer game that was like the worst launch of an mmo that you could imagine and they yeah. literally ripped it down they destroyed the whole universe kept the canonical and relaunched it and now it's basically the biggest one in the world like you still have world of warcraft but final fantasy 14 is massive yeah so we know it's possible to come back from a disastrous launch like that but it takes a lot of time a lot of effort and you have to come back with something huge that draws people back in because if you've already been burnt off by marvel's avengers and you hear the black panther contents come and you're like oh that's cool but it's for a game i don't want to play yeah <laughs> yeah and, and and it might be even interesting too because since Square Enix is also making the Guardians of the Galaxy game, how yeah. is that going to factor mm-hmm. into the Marvel's Avenger thing? And how it you know then then it opens up the world because now you're not no longer playing on Earth, which occasionally there's that one spot on the map where it's like future wasteland area. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like okay, but it's still on the same map. Like now it's like ooh, now we can go out into space, and now yeah. we might be opening up to a whole new cast of characters and everything else so it will be it will be nice to see what they can do and how much they're able to do but i know again but square enix is also a big company with a huge portfolio and a lot of other projects i mean not only do they have guardians they also have the new final fantasy 16 that's coming out and they're still doing all these updates for final fantasy 14 um Mm -hmm. So, you know, you'll see – so it's kind of hard to see, okay, you know, what can they do, especially uh, post-pandemic. Yes. Yeah. I think one of the biggest things that I, I hope to see is that as they continue to build, they will incorporate the massive amount of villains. Because, you know, they had Taskmaster at the very beginning of that game, and I don't remember him getting really used much after that, if at all. <laughs> no. And I'm like – there was this amazing thing that you had in, in Taskmaster until we watch Black Widow that's that's coming out this year. Uh, well, by the time this will be released, it'll have been out for about a week or two. <clears throat> um, 
but but we look at, at at Taskmaster, and we'd not had a whole lot of Taskmaster at that point. Uh, we we go in and we see some Spider-Man. Maybe Taskmaster showed up there if he was in like the Marvel's Avengers uh, cartoon series. He might have been there. But it just it was done really uh, differently, and I was like, I like Taskmaster. I think Taskmaster is an amazing villain, and I hope that they don't kill him off real quick. I hope that's a character that we continue to see uh, reoccur. So, yeah, and even if you look <clears throat> at the villains in that game that you fight, it's Taskmaster, Abomination, um, with the with the Kate Bishop, Clint Barton stuff. You have Maestro, and then it's Warplane and. I don't know what the other one is, War Spider. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know like, oh, and then of course, you know, you have Modoc, but that's not one like, even if you're just kind of playing through everything, it's like, ooh, you know, if I want to get like 11 points on my character cards, I have to fight like five villains. Like, it's always going to be those same five villains. It's never going to be, ooh, I have to fight Modoc again. It's just the same five villains. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to keep fighting yeah. war playing the whole time. Speaking of <laughs> abomination, <clears throat> I'm going to side tangent real quick. So Shang-Chi and the legend of the 10 rings just dropped a recent trailer for trailer number two. What was your guys' thoughts of seeing abomination show up for this movie? I haven't seen the trailer. <gasps> nor I've seen I. the pictures, but I've seen the pictures of abomination. Saying, okay. So I'm like, so, okay. So this is, I'll, I'll kind of preface you guys with this. So at the very end, there's like this fight club that Shang-Chi comes into, and there's abomination, and he goes in and he like throws this punch at this guy, but he, he magic wields a shield right in front of him, and it busts through the magic and, and tosses the guy against the, the ring. And I didn't think anything of who it was. I was like, oh, it's probably just a, a, a mystic user. And then I read a report that said he's actually fighting Wong from Doctor Strange. And I'm like, what is Wong doing fighting Abomination? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, why did you join Marvel's Mystic Abomination Fight Club? Like, what what is going on here? He needed something to do on the weekends, you know. Yeah, apparently <laughs> he, he got he got a little taste of the action there in Infinity War, and then came back swinging an Endgame, and and he, now he's, he's just, like, he, I got to keep doing it. <laughs> so, That's so been, I'd have to watch the trailer again. But do we have any confirmation that Tim Roth is playing reprising his role as Abomination? Uh, I heard that he was supposed to come back. That is okay. that, that is what I'd heard. So, because he played a uh, uh, Emil Oblonsky, right? Is that is yes. that who we're talking about? I heard that he was going to come back to do the voicing, but I'm I'm I haven't got confirmation fully on that. So, but yeah, okay. I just I mean, just to yeah. even see Abomination well, I, in this game was really cool too. Mm-hmm. You know, like I would imagine too, be, because uh, Abomination looks like it's going to be in She Hulk, Hulk, yeah, and it will be Tim Roth. So I don't see why he wouldn't play him again. Just for the too, yeah. So. So, so back to this game, what villain would you like to see coming forward? Because now that we're getting new characters as they release, like with Wakanda uh, and, and the Black Panther, are you wanting to see him go against, like, the White Wolf? Are you wanting to see him go against uh, uh, Ulysses Claw? Would you like, like, what character, what villains would you guys like to see? And maybe some places that you guys would like to see, because they've got some fictional places too. Or what character mm-hmm. would you like to see get added in as well? It's a lot of, a lot of questions I, uh, there. Uh, I'll say something that could get me to jump back into this. And again, th- this is, might be out of left field, uh, and I don't even know if they could do it. But I'd love to see some Fantastic Four content, but most more importantly, I'd love Doctor Doom. Uh, Doctor Doom 
could be that level threat that could warrant these global escapades and going around and fighting his oh, I agree there. his army. That is one that I would love to see. But I don't even know if it's in the cards, especially with Marvel, at least, at least on the like cinematic entertainment side, kind of sitting on it, waiting for the relaunch. So uh, within, in, in the MCU and things like that. So I don't know how quickly they're going to want to throw that into Avengers. <laughs> well, like you said with, with Miss Marvel, I wonder if they will use it at the right time because Miss Marvel's getting her own Disney Plus series. And I mm-hmm. and is that coming out this year? I can't remember if it's this year or early next year. I'll, I'll check. I'll check. Okay. I'm not sure. But but even so, like if they go in and say, okay, because we were supposed to get it like what every month we were supposed to get like a new hero added in, like that was the original intent, and now it's like mm-hmm. every like six months we're getting a new hero, and so like I'm totally fine like if they want to stretch it out to and whatnot, but if they go in and say, hey, we're gonna do the Fantastic Four and Doctor Doom is gonna be the the big bad here and he's gonna like like rock a few different characters, not just the Fantastic Four, but you're also going to see, like, because Spider-Man, Iron Man, those guys also face off with them. I think it'd be cool to kind of see hit their stories also intertwine and give, like, extra content to those characters while while adding mm-hmm. that villain. And that uh, that Miss Marvel, that is late this year. Yep. No, it, no confirmed date, but late 21. Yeah, uh, from what I believe, fall is supposed to be Hawkeye, and then mm-hmm. December... November, December is supposed to be uh, Miss Marvel. And so if we get all of this, uh, I think that's why they introduced Miss Marvel early on enough was because they knew they were going to bring her in. And so it kind of got us ready to the character. Now, they don't have to do the same thing with Fantastic Four just based off the fact that they've had two series already cinematic wise. (laughs) So like we already kind of know who the first family is. Um, But when, when you look at some of that, I think they'll probably if they end up adding them they'll add them in closer to uh, release for the Fantastic Four movie, which I believe was announced at the Disney Investors Day back in December. They put a big four, uh, but there's Mm -hmm. speculation that might just be a phase four. And I'm like, don't you dare mess with me, Kevin Feige. (laughs) So what about you, Scott? Is there a villain or heroes that you would like to see added in? You know, the one thing I'm, I don't necessarily know if it's a, I would say a villain per se, but someone as a catalyst to kind of bring in some really cool stuff would be the collector. Ooh. I think if you brought the collector in and kind of did a story based around him, you could really get into some open up a whole world to different characters or people trying to get stuff that he has. Or, you know, I think that would be something that could be very interesting to see if, you know, if you want to try to, I mean, once Monica and AIM stories kind of done and, that horse is finally beaten to death to the point where it's like disintegrated <laughs> into nothing. Um, I think, you I think know, we're that already there. Something that would be cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's little things. I mean, the, the time cube thing got me more interested. Like, okay, okay but yeah, I'm not. We're close. But again, we're, I'm, we're I'm, close. Still, I'm, the, I'm probably the only person who's still playing that game. <laughs> Occasionally. <laughs> it's like every Thursday I'll get on there, I'll get my free stuff, and I'm like, okay, I'll play a little bit more. <laughs> It's like, ooh, could I choose another character and level up their come? No, I like my super-powered Kate Bishop where I hit him with an arrow and they're all dead in, like, one shot. Like, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> He's over here like, one shot, one kill. Let's do it. So yeah, so the so. collector is, is your choice. I like that. Uh, you know, uh, Yeah, I would go with the collector. I, I the, the older I'm getting, the more I'm falling in love with the grounded heroes. And one thing about the MCU that I'm really excited about is I heard that by this year we're going to see Daredevil come back into the MCU. 
um, with Charlie Cox uh, coming into No No Way Home. Um, they they said that they saw him on the set, and so I'm hoping that like we'll get some grounded heroes because I think like having like Luke Cage, Iron Fist, uh, Daredevil, like we're gonna get some really cool super powered and and whatnot. But I like to see like more down to earth, very like I just punch really hard and I fight my way through stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that would be done yeah. really well. And with the mechanics that we have with Spider-Man games, I don't feel like you're too far off with like Daredevil's like nunchucks that turn into like the grappling hook. I'm like we could mm-hmm. we could totally see something like that done with with Daredevil. Yeah. Uh but I, I think any of the defenders from the Netflix universe, uh I think that those characters would be really cool to see in there as well. Um and I'm yeah. just I'm a huge Daredevil fan. I, I read his comics and I'm just like Dude, you're awesome. Or Punisher. Oh my gosh. If you just see like Frank Castle bust in with a truck and he just is like, let's blow it up. And like just he comes in guns blazing, like I would be totally down with that too. Yeah. So. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining me. We're running out of time, but uh guys, this this was a lot of fun kind of breaking down some of our favorite Marvel games and some of the newer stuff and uh we, this was something that's been in the making for a little while, and, and we've been talking about doing this one, and I'm grateful that we got to do it. So, guys, thank you so much for yeah, doing this. Absolutely. Thank, thank you. you. Absolutely. Uh, g- listeners, uh, if you don't follow us on Facebook or Instagram, make sure to hit the like and subscribe buttons, and we will catch you guys next time. We do have a few upcoming events. Uh, we are currently in the talks with some minor celebrity guests uh, to make their appearance here in the next month or two. Uh, so make sure you're looking mm-hmm. out for that and upcoming information. Uh, we do also have, with these two guys, I want to give them a shout-out. Uh, Scott has a Twitch channel called Games Never Finished, and we've got Jeremy, who runs Hall Gaming, uh, which is a podcast. Mm-hmm. He's done that in the past, and so make sure you guys go and love and support on them as well. Guys, thank you so much again, and we will catch you next time here on Nerd Talk. <laughs>